Mm-hmm. Let's go. Hi. 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 This is For the Girls Podcast. We're back. We're back. We're, and we're back. And we're, we're doing an intro for an intro because some just little <laughs> things have changed. There's been some diva news uh, <laughs> and the planet. We're back. This is um, Gaia. There's Gaia news. The, old, the, <laughs> the, the true diva of the world has flipped her shit. <laughs> it has. We hope everyone is okay. We hope you all are safe and being iconic battle angels like we know you are, even in your social distance from each other. And uh, we were always planning to come back this week. Um, little did we know uh, it would be uh, deep into... Uh, this coronavirus um, situation across the world. Yeah, this is the weirdest time that I've ever lived through. I'm, I'm, I'm. Everyone has ever lived through. I'm, you know, I'm fortunate enough to yes. have a place to live. I'm fortunate enough to have a cell phone to listen yes. to podcasts. So, you know, uh, yes, I have those two fortunes too. Um, but we wanted to just add that we're going to start the episode, you know, we kind of batch do these episodes and the episodes you're about to hear, we taped a few weeks ago in Los Angeles before this, before our awareness of this problem was, um, at a height. So, um, we wanted to just, uh, acknowledge what's going on and say that we hope you're all staying safe. Um, I'm going to refer to a job I have a lot during these coming weeks of episodes. <laughs> I don't have that job anymore. Most of you you probably don't have the job you had three weeks ago either. So relate. Relatable. It's relatable. It's relatable content. So when I keep saying, you know, my job or something, it doesn't exist. But you can pretend that uh, uh, the Nick and Jason in this episode are on an alternate timeline. Yeah. And again, Nick, like Nick said, we... So, so there, so we do a bunch, we, we batch tape and then we mix in kind of, um, uh, stuff that are, are, that are current. So there's going to be some episodes that are going to actually be current so that we're kind of talking on the moment. And then there are going to be some mixed in there, right? That with the batch, yeah, the next, that the are, next two episodes are going to just be old and we're just going to, um, <laughs> just talk diva. We're just going to hold our divas close. It was to a us. different time. It was a different time. It was a different time called February. Yep. <laughs> called the- God. It was. Remember when February was depressing? Now it seems like the greatest time ever. Um, but also, we started this podcast in you know we started recording it in the fall of 2018, kind of in the height of uh, fervor around what's happening in the country politically and the Me Too movement and the Kavanaugh era. Um, the Kavanaugh hearings, and we just wanted to build a space where we as queer people could come together to celebrate women, and that's what we're going to keep doing. This is not the podcast you go to to get your updates about science or public policy or health. This is the one you just go to to escape into nostalgia for a little while, and we're going to keep providing that for you, and we've got plenty of time to fucking do it in. And hey, listen, during the quarantine, we've been promoting this on our Instagram, but I think it's real relevant right now. Um, go back. There's some fun ones. There's some fun ones for the quarantine. Um, Seal Magnolias. That's mm-hmm. a... That's a uh, uh, watch the movie. Listen. Uh, uh, you know what? I Audra McDonald. I feel like that album, Way Back oh, to Paradise. That album will take you. Also, Dar Williams. That Dar yeah. Williams album will get you right into your feelings. Yeah. And if you... Or if you want to pray, just go to the Aretha Franklin Amazing Grace album. That uh, documentary is on Hulu. You can watch that. It's beautiful. And then uh, stream that episode. Yeah, um, maybe put that. So... I would put that concert on a loop. Just loop it. Yeah, please. Just loop it. Please. 
Um, we're so um, happy to be back. Um, we're so sad about what's going on, but we want to be there uh, for all of our battle angels. And um, thanks so much for coming back and tuning back in. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully this will give you just a little bit of um, respite to just the endless cascade of shit. And so here, so here we come, hot, hot at you with our just fully alive takes of the bodyguard. So boom, bitches. <laughs> boom, bitches. Here it comes. Let's start again. Let's get, let's get back into that theme music. And we love you guys. We love Enjoy you. The episode. Mm, bye. 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 Goodbye. Be safe. We've been rolling for a minute. Oh, okay. cool. But, okay. okay, but should we officially start? Yeah. Girl to girl, there's no rules. I don't understand. Welcome back. This is For the Girls Podcast Season 2. Coming at you, Cleopatra, just with a nice random intro starting about singing in the round. Um, If you're new to this, if you're old to this and you don't remember because we've been gone for oh so long, For the Girls is a queer podcast about, about celebrating fabulous women's careers. It's something that Nick and I... We're obsessed with as children, and um, then as everyone does with their even slightest obsessions, they turn it into a podcast, and that's exactly. what we've done. Exactly. We initially started this podcast to make a million dollars. That didn't work. We but- made three million. Exactly. And so we're um, just coming back after investing that and saving all that money really properly, mm-hmm. and we, we're so happy to be back. Hi, Battle Angels. Did you miss us? I think, what yeah, I just what heard them. Yeah. I, was, I, saw, I was like, I'm going to wait, wait here for a full response because I want to know, did you, did you Oh, us? I'm Nick Westrate. I'm Jason Black. And yeah, we've been friends since we were born and we grew up in Michigan, obsessed with Bette Midler and then Whitney Houston and then... Um, loads of other divas, Alfrey Woodard and yeah, Joan Cusack. Yeah, once we Cusack. learned that there were screen divas, TV divas, oh, Murphy Brown. Murphy Brown. We were, Sybil. Sybil. I was a deep Sybil Sybil, yeah. I, man, I need to do, is it streaming? A Sybil I don't know. Rewatch? I wonder if it's, so y'all, we're going to be talking about nostalgia here in a minute. I do think, like, prep yourselves for when you go back to your child. Of course, like, you're not, you do not have your child's eyes as you once did as a no, child. You you change. You do change. You do change. Your taste buds Maybe actually not, change. Yeah. Your diva taste buds you, change yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so I don't know. I would say Sybil could maybe be a, a rewatcher. You're like, oh, this is it's very sitcom y. I yes. remember it being but yeah. It's super sitcom y. I mean, and this is not just a podcast for queer people, though it's queer focused because we have always loved the divas the most. It's also a podcast for moms, because moms love divas. It's a podcast for uh, sisters and aunties and allies. Yeah, ally like Ally from a Star is from Born. a Star is Born. That's when I met. I pronounce it ally. <laughs> I saw. I once saw like people going crazy because they thought Lady Gaga had put her face and created an ally T-shirt. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? Do we talk about that on the fourth? We had that. We had a whole. There was a whole Stars episode. Born so we have 50, yeah, 51, fuck. 52 episodes. You can go back if you're new and you can just download, rate, review, subscribe, hit us up on Venmo. Yeah, we fully were doing every week, y'all. Like, we were doing every week and we're going to do every week again. We just had to take a hiatus because podcasting is fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Creating yeah, content yeah. is hard. Yeah. I don't know. Like maybe we will have disappeared and lost all of our relevance by the time we came back. <laughs> all Did of our we? diva relevance all of that our, we had already acquired. All of our hot, take all of our hot takes on Diane and Palms <laughs> that everyone desperately needed. 
Um, or, or maybe we're going to come back and we're going to be stronger, you know, strong, I, I stronger was, than yesterday. Yeah, stronger than yesterday. We just so. went on one of our iconic retreats to Palm Springs to recharge. Yes, fabulous. It was even better than last year's for the girls Palm Springs retreat. Absolutely. So much better. Um, we've got so many cool things coming. We just, Nick and I actually really easily have kind of beat out this next year. Um, so we're not lacking in ideas. That's a positive. So there, yeah, there are going to be uh, more Bettisodes ahead. There are going to be some Judiasodes. There are going to be some... My favorite murder she wrote. My favorite murder she wrote. There's going to be our iconic movie reviews, um, our look through Jason's moldy VHS collection. Oh, uh, we, we, we really love... One of our Nick and I's favorite things is doing Diva You Should Knows. Diva You Should Knows are coming back. <laughs> so, yeah. Underappreciated um, actress retrospectives. We'll probably uh-huh. do four or five more episodes on the film Diane, starring Mary Kate Place, currently streaming on Hulu. We're opening up the house of Julia Roberts, so be prepared to step inside. Step back into the house of Roberts. Cool, but cool things are coming, too, so we're also going to try to stay on our toes. Like, uh, So y- y'all, y'all don't even know, but y'all have to imagine that I am a full Dixie Chicks Um Fan. Oh yeah. Here's a call out. I don't so, know who I was messaging with on social media about the Dixie Chicks album coming out, and I couldn't find it in my DMs. So slide back into my DMs, Dixie Chicks fans. Yeah, because they're gonna have a new album, and I and and, and that's been um the the, the you know last, what it's called what Gaslighter. Yes. Yeah. I know. Sick. They haven't had so an album hot. since 2006. So y'all. Like, we is that are... true? Mm-hmm. They took like a Goldie Hawn style hiatus. Yeah, well, Natalie Maines came out with a solo, and actually, the two right. sisters came out with an album too, but they just couldn't, and they came out with a, another live album. Right. But it's still of their old stuff, anyways. So, this is going to be the first proper album. Adele's going to be dropping Adele, here soon. Yeah, so we're going to have oh, to on this shit. I think Adele's Rihanna's in September. Yeah, Adele's in September. Like I said, Rihanna, Rihanna, come Rihanna, on. Rihanna, Rihanna. We haven't had anyone from the Navy on here yet. We need. <laughs> Some fucking naval officers to come on and salute Rihanna. Legit, like I like legit. I think like we could get more people in the street to riot if we if the Rihanna album doesn't drop soon, Man. as opposed to like actually people protesting she's the world. Done, though she's she's just like fuck where she's off. just will be on a red carpet and they'll be like they'll be like when's the new music coming and she'll be like who sent you. Yeah. Who sent you yeah. for me? Who from the Navy sent you after me? The other thing is, like, people, she will respond just, like, casually trolling her fans also on, like, Instagram. Mm-hmm. She'll be like, whenever mom I wants, like, like, buy my, you know, buy I'm my Fenty. I'm here for a bigger, Mar- um, Mariah, I'm here for a bigger Rihanna screen career. I really am. Well. Like, let her be the next James Bond. Okay. Well, you always have Battleship. Don't know if you saw that, That was one of her first. Um, <laughs> I'm ready for it. So, yeah. Oh, gosh. You got y'all. I mean, ju- like, it's not going to come in 2020, but Nick and I just found out that. Oh, yes. Yes. The First Wives reunion mm-hmm. is happening. Yep, and Diane, Goldie, sounds... Bet, back together again. again. Oh, my God. And Nick and I really That'll feeling maybe be the three. plot. Like, yeah, really... because the plot is, okay, catch this, if you don't know the plot, the plot is all three of them were married to the same man at different times, and he's died, so they have to come together for Thanksgiving at his penthouse with all of their separate children and try to form a family. And what I think is so hot about that, too, is that, like, that sounds real reasonable to me. Like, I, I'm like, oh, that's, like, such an ingenious way to get everyone together in, like, a, you know... And turn the stakes up. way, yeah. And then turn just, the stakes up and have, like, I keep, let it roll. I keep imagining the plot in different ways. Like, who's the first wife? Who's the second wife? Who's the third wife? 
And it's like it goes so many different directions. Oh my god, I haven't even thought about it, but I guess I would say. I guess I would... I think Bet's the first. See, I think they're going to turn that on the head, and I think Bet's going to be the third. Okay. I think she's going to be the sensible, like, older Jewish wife who you end up with at the end. And Diane Keaton is maybe, like, the first, like, perfect oh, wow. housewife, and Goldie wow. was the second trophy wife. Oh, see, bitch, see, we're, we're, you know, we're switching up our mail here, because I think... It's Bet, who's like, you know, they had fun in college, and they're going to get married and be ambitious and have careers. And then he, he like, you know, does whatever. <laughs> Nick and I don't know anything about this movie, by Mm-mm. the way. So we don't even know what the fuck. But then I think he divorces her because his career is good, so he wants to marry a Trophy, Diane Keaton, and then that falters out, and so then he just finds a sensible... Oh, no, no. Goldie, come on. The second we both Goldie agree Hawn. that Goldie is the middle wife. Goldie's the middle wife, and right. then it's Diane... Who's like, then he's like in his 50s and he's going to retire with her. And, and all the kids actually like her, so. And she's the mom who holds it together. But and Goldie the, and Bet are the messes. But we're also, what we're not really, what we have taken account for is the T is they're all the same age. So mm-hmm. maybe he was like double dipping and having like multiple oh, kids. Because it's not like he shit. could. I know Diane were, I mean, I ago. definitely want the like very high comedy of First Wives. But I wouldn't mind some like serious drama in there. Yeah, I yeah, I hope yeah, I hope they give it to us. Um I think Bet's really ready for some drama. Mama. Okay, what else do we got, girl? Are we ready um, okay, to are we ready to get jump back rope in? into our first episode of this I mean, new season? Which you guys have no year. idea what it is because we definitely didn't do an Instagram post about it yesterday. Mm-mm. But what are we doing this week, Jay? Okay, so like I said, we're we're nostalgic junkies on this podcast. And so for our first episode to launch we're doing the iconic movie and soundtrack to The Bodyguard. The Bodyguard, kids. The applause is deafening. Ah! It's like, not The Bodyguard. <laughs> so Whitney can... Houston has always been, ever since we were kids, our number two diva. We, I had, we both had this on cassette. And it was the most. It was the most iconic cassette after the experience. I think I had. You had Whitney's. Uh, at least on, on record, or at least on um, CD, you had Whitney's first album. Yes. And I think I had her second album. You had the second one, the one with the white tank top. The one with the, yeah, the, the uh, um, I want to dance with somebody. Then we both had I Want to Be Your Baby Tonight. Be Your Baby, yes, because we first had that on cassette, and that on was cassette. our first iconic Whitney cassette was I'm Your Baby I'm Tonight. I'm Your Baby Tonight, yeah. Um, but but um, I'm Your Baby Tonight was actually, it's still one of my... It still is our go-to, my go-to. Yes, it's my go-to Whitney. It's It's, my favorite Whitney. I can go full through that bitch. Yes, because, and the thing with this Bodyguard soundtrack, while it was also deeply my jam, there are only five Whitney tracks on it. Yeah, which was, yeah. And And then you have to put up with the Kenny G and the Michelle Visage. Which which is fine, and Nick and I are going to kind of... uh, Talk about a little bit more about soundtracks, but that's what that's what it was. Or should we just do it now? That's what soundtracks were. Yeah, that's what soundtracks. Yeah, yeah. You I know, mean, they would that, have like they would have the diva that would have like the first couple of songs. I feel like, and then it would be like quote unquote filler. But like, what other soundtracks are you talking about? Because Bet soundtracks weren't like that. Because the Bet has two also immortal soundtracks: Beaches and For the Boys, and they are all Bet almost all the way through and through. Um, the mirror has two faces. But that oh. might just be orchestration. But I know Barbara has like only one song on that. I finally found someone. Uh huh. Right. Um, up close and personal. 
Oh, up close and personal. There's like three Celines and then a bunch of filler. I feel like maybe that's a good one. Damn, um, we need to do up. Close I just and remember personal. getting getting sound. I I guess I also remember getting soundtracks. Soundtracks were big. Like, um, oh, remember how everyone had City of Angels? Oh, that City of Angels fucking With soundtrack. The fucking goo-goo that goo goo fucking Goo Goo Doll song. Hate that song. How dare you? I know. I, that song will get me right into my 90s feelings. That song gets me into like, I'm mowing. I shouldn't be mowing. I should be vacuuming the mm, house. This isn't where I should be. Mowing, listening to music on a Walkman while mowing the lawn. Listening to 92.9. Oh, really? Remember that? Right? 92.9, yeah. yeah. The radio station, yeah. Yeah, with all the, of course, all the There was hits. also, but also 92.1 was the really easy listening. Oh, yeah. Well, the Sue Rada Dwajak. Um, no, but also Meg Ryan's hair on that soundtrack was the most important thing to me in my life. We probably talked about this on the Paula Cole album. Paula Cole also had that song, that sexy song, Feel in Love. Yeah, we did talk you about that. You make me feel like ha, ha. it's very sexy. Um, so, so but this is also this is the, but this is the biggest movie soundtrack of all time. It's the only movie soundtrack to win album of the year at the Grammys, and it's Whitney's only album of the year, though she was nominated two other times. Well, this, obviously, yeah, it's sold like gangbusters because of that song. I will always People love you. Wanted that song. I in mean, their lives it, to go over and over and over. If I should stay, I would only be in your way, so I'll go, but I know. I'll think of you every step of the way. It still feels, I can, I still sometimes will like walk into a grocery store and it'll be on and it's, it's never not stunning. It's just, it's that kind of Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas, like banger where it's like, this is a perfect confection. Yeah. I'm going to love this every moment. It's the greatest vocal performance, pop vocal performance of all time. And I will always love you. Okay, y'all. So we rewatched we this sure movie, did. starring four dollars on Amazon. It's yeah, it's not really streaming anywhere, which is odd because I would say four dollars is priced a little high for this <laughs> film. <laughs> Nick definitely said, well, for, "Nick was having a four dollar lament." This movie is long, baby, baby girl. Man, Angels. I could cut a good thirty-two <laughs> minutes out of this movie and still not lose a second of the dynamic. So we were when uh, we were watching it, I. For some reason, and you know, sometimes I can't remember how to put my shoes on. But I could remember every scene of this movie. You really could. And, and you I couldn't. didn't remember one damn thing out this movie. It at all. Except for the music except for the musical performances, which I remember. But I did not remember the plot. And let me tell y'all, it's a winder. Let's take you through it. 
So The Bodyguard, if you've forgotten, like me, is a movie starring Whitney Houston and Kevin Costner. And Whitney Houston plays a little character called Rachel Marin. Do you think um, Rachel Maddow was like, I like that name, so that's going to be my my stage <laughs> my name? Because her real name is like Sue Smith or something. <laughs> Rachel Maddow's real name is Rachel Sue Smith. Maddow. You heard of her first year on 40 I Girls. I did write Rachel Maddow right over <laughs> oh, Rachel Marin, so you're reading my fucking notepad. Um, if this is the first time listening to the podcast, I have like reams of notes that you'll hear, ASMR style. And I have... And Jason just, like, lives as a free being. Yeah, I just, like, live in my... But I can slightly go toe-to-toe. Not completely, but I can kind of... Okay, let me tell you three things about the... I'll tell you a few things about the character Rachel Marin. She is an actress and a singer. She records her music videos in her own home. She loves to drink alcohol. She hates being stressed out by bodyguards. And she is horny as fuck. She also has a son and a sister. <laughs> she has a son and a sister. We don't learn about what happened to the son's father at all. At all, right? Or the rest of the family, really. Even though that lovely character actress, whose name I forget, answers the door. She has that white hair and you think she's right. like a mom or an auntie or something. Right. We don't know. She disappears. She she does. And then like her kind of... She has a manager and then she also has... She is a publicist. Sal? That's Sal's a publicist. and Sal's- then. The other guy's the manager. The older, that, the older dude who hires Kevin Costner it feels like a manager to me, or like a dad. Like there's something about Some him who just like kind takes of, care of. He's the very life. familial, and he's that lovely character actor whose name I also forget too. I yeah, he's he's in everything. Um, and she also has the deepest snack of a chauffeur you've ever seen in your motherfucking oh yeah, life. Was, I was so thirsty that was for this focus chauffeur. for you. <laughs> a film kiss. No, a focus. A focus. I was like, is that a new term? I didn't know. You're like, that was really your film kiss. I was like, I wish it was my film kiss. And the chauffeur is going to disappear, and I need Hollywood to get on it. Everyone feels like they they disappear in this movie and then just kind of show up in this movie and then do things. It's weird. um, But then we also have who's her love interest? Kevin Costner. Which I the think the knife is throwing, fucking short hair crop, drinking man. Doll. This movie is brought to you by Minute Maid fucking orange juice. Like, look at when that movie was made and like what oops. was happening in America. I think there's a spike in in orange juice sales that was probably the biggest thing of the millennia from the amount of orange juice that Kevin Costner is just downing. It in was this supposed film. to be like I guess they was trying to tell us that like Frank Farmer, Farmer. She screams farmer. Farmer! Farmer! So much in this movie. But I guess they're trying to tell us that he's healthy, and that's why he's drinking orange juice. So can we get you a drink? Yeah, orange juice. But he just seemed like on the on the slow train to diabetes town to me. And also, yeah, because doesn't he also start drinking in the morning? Like, don't they go... Doesn't the oh, yeah, father jerk go and of, visit? Of, of the father jerk. <laughs> the father jerk goes and, 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 and visits him... Goes visits Frank at his knife throwing palace. And it is like a palace. Like it's hard. Also, everything's okay. I'm not kidding you. We have watched this. We watched this movie in less than 24 hours, and I feel like I'm recalling a dream. Um. <laughs> <laughs> when you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, 
Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Uh, because the house, Frank's house is like run down, but then sometimes it's really nice. But, but sometimes it's super nice, but sometimes he has an empty basement that Whitney Houston just needs to look through. Like a real like empty basement that I'd be like, bodyguard, take me home. I'd be like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. But Rachel Marin is interested in that. Because she's so fucking thirsty. Like, the second Frank drives on... Okay, so the fatherger, this guy, this older dude who is close to Rachel Marin, hires Frank Farmer to come on as a bodyguard, and Frank Farmer shows up at what I can only imagine is, like, a Brentwood estate, right? A Brentwood estate that's all... that like It's, like, six acres large. Yeah, it's gigantic, but it's also because they want to show what poor security they have. It's, like, mixed... They like mix in elements of gray gardens. Yeah, in this it's like where it's a like, rusty fence and like a little intercom that that's doesn't really work. Completely broken, and his—you can tell—he is a good bodyguard mm-hmm. because he's. They say hello, who is it? And he says like, "I'm Franklin Lloyd Wright." Alexander Graham Bell to see Miss Marin, and, and they're like, "Come right in, buzzing. sir." And he's like, "Look, look." And then what every I just person did. he meets, I'm like. I'm Henry Ford. My name's Edison. I have an appointment with Miss Marin. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm Lucille Ball. Henry Ford. And they're like, come right this way, Ms. Arnaz. I could have had more of that. I like that. I was like, okay, like he keeps playing this up. Like I, I get his trick, and he keeps doing. I could have that dry ass Kevin Costner. Damn, he really, he really like mastered that acting where you're like less is less is more. Yeah, but. You're in, yes, what? Mm, I would. Oh, I would, yes, absolutely. I would, like... I'm, But I am more, like, fast forward me five years to Tin Cup. Like, Kevin Costner, Tin Cup is my every single Oh, yeah, like a pl- more pleated khaki as mm-hmm. opposed to Give a me that. tight mm-hmm. 90s. Because um, he wears a lot of tight jeans. I just would... Okay, can I get graphic for a second? Go, yeah. What we would do together is he would lay, like, a board... Um, like like flat as a board on a bed, and I would ride him like a cowboy. And as he looks off into space expressionlessly, every like five minutes or go, I would give him the biggest smack of my life to his face. You would just smack his face. Look at me. And then he wouldn't. <laughs> and then <laughs> it's his apathy that is really the turn on, and it's what turns Rachel Marin on. But from the second he like drives, look up, at me. From the second he drives up to that house and is like, "Hello, my name is Winston Churchill." She is like staring out that window, licking her fucking chops. Oh yeah, she definitely. I, we, oh, our our Whitney, we I, love Whitney Houston so much. <laughs> Whitney Houston is unlike Rachel Marin. The big difference between the two of them is Whitney Houston is not an Academy Award nominated oh, actress. Oh yeah, it's okay. So so every so at first I think that can I watch this and we're like it makes sense she's just a singer and it took us a long time in this movie as we said is very long but it took us almost until she got to the Oscars to be like oh, she's an 
actress. She's an actress too. No, I found out earlier when that you little did. girl. There was this little girl at like she goes out to brunch and like one fan comes up for her autograph and she's like, "We love all of your movies." And I was like, "Oh, peep that Rachel Marin makes movies." But Who peep knew? that that was like forty five minutes in. Definitely. And then we still were kind of like, "Okay, she does movies, but." Like, do you never see her? You never see her like uh, like do anything with the movie business. No, you don't even it's see like none a poster. She's like making music videos in her house. And the other thing she does, Rachel Marin is a serious diva who, in her spare time, when she's just hanging out on her fucking lanai, listens to her own songs on a Walkman. She's like listening to her own music and jam. Like it's already produced music. I know, but if it's not perfect, it's a diva move. It has to be per- she, yeah. It's also yeah. She probably just she's like, well, it's good music. She, that's what I would say if I if I was listening to myself, I'd be like, it's good. <laughs> it's I'm, it's good. Like I did. What divas like do you think actually do that? Just sit around and listen. It's Celine Dion definitely listens to her own music. Listens to. I mean, I think that you know we always talk about oh they they steered their ship. They did this. I know for a fact that Barbara Streisand is making it is. It, is shaping shapes every song to be as perfect as she wants. Like, right. I think she is like sits with the editors, mm-hmm. sits with the controllers, mm-hmm. and, and and you know where I think some. I mean, a lot you know a lot of artists just, are like, this isn't my job. I'm done singing. I just love the idea of Barbara walking over to the mixing board with like her huge nails and just like changing things without asking anybody <laughs> if she's allowed to. She just starts fucking moving shit up and down with those big fingers. What? What if the stalker was Barbara Streisand <laughs> putting together those little she's those cutting, little letters? She's cutting, she's cutting <laughs> the letters with just a tiny, tiny scissors, and it's more of like it's more you maybe think it's her nails that are cutting the letters. <laughs> you see it somehow. I mean, you know fingers. how obsessed we are with Dublin Zoe trope on um, Instagram, <laughs> who does oh, the Glenn shit, there's Close? There's two. There's two. There's she, two accounts. She does a Glenn Close, like constantly, like upset about losing that Oscar, <laughs> yes, yeah. stalking Meryl. So I also like to think of Glenn Close sending Rachel Marin the <laughs> fucking terrifying letters, threatening to kill her. Like this day will be your last, bitch. So that's that's why Kevin Costner gets called out. As we were as we we're saying, there's Rachel the. Soon to be Oscar name nominated actress and uh-huh. singer, M- music sensation music. Rachel Marin. Yeah, but we don't know a lot about her career. With the theme song from her last movie, I Have Nothing, still big on the charts, it looks like the versatile actress singer could soon end up actually having everything. But she, uh, yeah, she is under threat from someone who has come and left notes in creepy, like. Cut, cut it out of magazines, my favorite murder style letters. And jizzed on the bed. And, and jizzed also on the fake bed. Jerked remember? off on her fake boudoir. Because he was like Stars in their boudoir. Stars in the boudoir. I made it for I made it for Stars in Their Boudoirs. It's a show. Is this her bedroom? Yeah. Oh. She sleeps in a room next to Fletcher's down the hall. Sai had this done for a magazine layout. Superstars in their boudoirs. Did you see it? <laughs> and, and Kevin. Kevin's like, my name is Sir Isaac Newton, and no, I haven't. <laughs> and if you think about it, so again, it's like we're living through the dream of the bodyguard. Um, I don't know what kind of dream it was. Um, I think if you just isolated the amount of time that Kevin Costner and actually um, Willa Nippy, Houston, Nippy, yeah, Nippy nip, herself, nip, nip talks, it would be like a full webisode. <laughs> it would It'd be, be a, a hot tight, webisode. Tight 15 webisode. <laughs> It'd be a tight 15 it minute webisode. It wouldn't even be like a sustainable podcast. Absolutely not. No. No. 
<laughs> not like this not sustainable like this. ninety not... minute. This is the long form content yeah. you show up for. Yeah. We 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 je- we're still in the house. Like, we've still, <laughs> okay, but we just got but there. they have not told Whitney because what does I mean Rachel Marin? They have not told her about this because what does she have to keep up? Her reputation. You probably won't believe this, but I have a reputation for being a bitch. <laughs> and it used to be, but you get known for being a certain way. A way people think you are. And pretty soon, you get like that. Guess you can't help it. So they don't tell her about her stalker or that someone jizzed on her fake bed <laughs> or why she needs a bodyguard, but she needs one. Because she currently only has like weird Andrew Dice Clay guy following her around. And so she needs Frank Farmer. Can you usually tell your friends, like, no, like the thing is, it was, it was my fake bed. <laughs> I have I have my bedroom and then I have inches on the fake one, which is almost worse because is the okay. So Frank Farmer finally agrees after much hemming and hawing about whether or not he's going to bodyguard Rachel Marin. In fact, he's like, no, they, I can't do it. They don't want she, they don't want protection here. Not the way that I can offer it. <laughs> I can only do it if you want me to do it. Do they get to fucking beg him. Oh, they have to, well, they have to they, for, because they, why? Because he Frank Farmer has retired to a life of drinking and knife throwing because Ronald Reagan got shot. And he missed work that day. Is that why? Yeah, you find that out later. Bill said he used to be with the Secret Service. That's right. You ever guard the main man? I was two years with Carter, four with Reagan. Reagan got shot. Not on my shift. The kind of... And then really, so so we set it up, but I'll tell you, the majority of the movie is either everyone telling Frank to fuck off uh-huh. or everyone begging Frank to, to stay. stay. Like, that's the plot of the movie. But that's called, you know, that's, that's called... the plot of the bodyguard. Listen, in screenwriting, we call that conflict, sweetie. Yes, yeah, sweetie. That's conflict. Yes, sweetie. And let me tell you, they hit that conflict. They hit those two beats of the conflict over again and again and again. And, and, again. Again. and like, because he, he walks in the house and they're like, "Okay, I don't want you to fall all over me everywhere I go." The most important thing is this, though. I will not allow Fletcher to be affected by this thing. Yeah, I was just going to cover that. I don't want him to think he's in prison either. So the grounds in the house must not be altered in any way. He shouldn't even be aware that you're here. Miss Marin. Rachel. There's been a mistake, a mis- misunderstanding, so if you'll show me the quickest way out, I'll save us each a lot of trouble. You don't want your son to notice that there's security and, like, that he needs to be a little bit more up on his game? Yeah. That son was cute as a button, and we looked him up, grew up to be a snack for mm-hmm. the girls. Follow him on Instagram. For the girls' snack. Um, what's his name? I don't know. I don't know. Nick put in his name later. Um, <laughs> as I just, like, said my thing, be like, I want it to be, like, Jeff a robot Bezos. voice. Yeah. <laughs> His name is Jeff Bezos. Yeah, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> Rachel Maddow. Jeff Bezos. And then, okay, so this is a moment I love. So once Frank is, like, fully there, he, like, moves in, Avi, to Whitney's house. And this moment I thought was pretty queer. Thirsty, thirsty Rachel Marin, like, looks out her window and can see through Frank's window, because that's, of course, where she made him live. And he's sitting there late at night watching her video of the iconic song, Run to You. I know. That when you look at me, there's so much that you just don't see. But if you would only take the time, I know in my heart you'd find. Oh, girl, scared sometimes, who isn't always wrong? So all alone, I wanna run 
Yeah, this is a hair that we never really get um, nippy in. She kind of has this like long, just kind of un slightly unkept, but kind of gorgeous, flowy, flowy hair. Um, I really don't ever remember seeing Whitney do that before or after in her career. And she's running through clouds. Running okay? straight through clouds. And I think that the story is supposed to be that Frank is in love with her, or he's falling in love with her watching it. Who it, you don't know. You it don't felt kind of queer to me. It just kind of felt yeah. like he was a diva fan watching a video late at night. It felt like me oh, watching. It felt like me watching a Whitney Houston video late at night, which is also something I do, but not because I want to fuck her, but because I'm in love with her. Also, they're like, "What about this? Like, what if like that makes Rich go pat 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 down there by watching someone else watch her?" Uh huh. So another she, huge diva move. Yeah, another big. Yeah. Giving you steamy diva, like yes. she's get every she's mercurial. She changes her mood yeah. all the time. Yeah, and it's not a big mood like differences. <laughs> like it's, it's 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 really angry. Or again, it's very much like she's. Oh no, she has three moods. She's very angry. She's very pleading, and then she's also um, always vaguely coming on and wanting Frank to like be her boyfriend or be her. Oh, yes. Like, from the moment she meets Frank, she's given him those, like, sultry eyes. But they don't, but they don't come together until after she goes to perform at a little club called The Mayan. And it's not little, it's actually, like, huge. Fucking huge. And it's not something, and we learn it's not a move Rachel Marin would usually do, but they really think it's going to be for the, good for the video. And it's the song, The Queen of the Night. But her movie, we later find out that she gets nominated for the Oscar for, is also called The Queen of the Night. And we don't have no idea what it's about. Wow, see, there's so many things I didn't know. Did you not know that? I said it's like a dream. It is like a dream. The bodyguard was like a dream. I was I was out of body slightly and in my body. If that, So like maybe y'all will have the similar experiences. If you right elect in. to spend that hot $4. Fuck, Queen of the Night was ma- jam mama. There wasn't a mix 
that went by no. that didn't have that It's still my jam. It still will, like, save me at the gym. Oh, yes. When I, like, really need to go hard and I need to get up to 5.5 miles an hour on that treadmill, I just hit that queen of the night. Spy, but uh, in 2017 they released I Will Always Love You More. What was it called? No, it's called, I mean, you would know this if you were like at the top of Whitney Houston's Spotify page. I Wish You Love More, more. from the Bodyguard. But I, just, I, just, I, I Wish You Love More. <laughs> I Wish You Love More from the Bodyguard. And they actually, so they had like a 25 track um, compilation CD where they do a lot of live recordings. And so you actually get to hear her sing it live, which was mm-hmm. which is awesome. And then there's also recordings on YouTube because she does it in, because she actually toured with the bodyguard, right. called the bodyguard tour. She went to a lot of places. She even went to Asia and Whitney with Whitney's caliber. It's really fun. And what I, my favorite thing to do on a, um, on a wiki with concerts, like I love looking up Wikipedia concerts because that's where people get a kind of, choose their own stuff mm. they don't have to be bound by like a, a record label telling them what's a hit you know and everyone right. they can just kind of pick and so this this the, the tours change like it cha- changes when she goes to Asia it changes her American tours change anyways it's really fun and then I think she actually taped a version of this concert for HBO oh really so, yeah oh hi yeah It's after she sings that and she gets attacked on stage because people, the stage is only like two feet tall. They love her. And they love her and they want to dance with her and then they pull her onto a mosh pit or they do that thing where they're like passing her over the crowd. And who saves her? Frank Farmer. Yeah. And he takes her out the back way where the snack chauffeur is waiting and they drive off to fuck. Oh, we forgot to say she also has other bodyguard. They don't go to fuck. Yes, I said, no, do they not fuck? Is that not when they fuck? No, they, nope. When do they first fuck? They only really fuck once, and that's and after that's when the he goes bar. over. 
Right. And she's like, will you take me out on a date? And they go on this real charming date where the conversation is just <laughs> sparkling. It's the only time really to be talking to her. Your kind of place? Yeah. Your kind of music? Absolutely. You figure no one can get by you here, huh? Someone's willing to swap his life for a kill and nothing can stop them, Rachel. Oh, great. What do I need you for? You might get me instead. And you're ready to die for me? It's the job. And you do it? Why? Can't sing. <laughs> well, maybe there's some glory in saving a president or somebody, but just anybody? You mean like you? Yeah, like me. It's a matter of conditioning and discipline. I don't trust discipline. I know at that crucial moment I'd come back. It happens. Mm, but not to you, Fierce Frank, huh? It happens. Well, they also talk that other time um, in the middle of the night when they're, like, laying on the lawn. Our diva, our, our diva, you know, our beloved diva, just, just could... Owen Gilberman of Entertainment Weekly at the time, he actually writes for um, Variety now, but at the time he wrote in his review that... Uh, the chemistry between Kevin Costner and Winnie Houston was like two statues kissing. It's a little accurate. It, and it, there's something there. Like when you do think of that, they do have just, they're kind of just um, stony faced with each other. Like they're not penetrating each other at all. Or trying no, to really. No. It's, it's very cash. It's weird. This is her first movie. Yes. And it's almost like she's trying to pick up what Kevin Costner's throwing down. And he is known for that stony, stony well, face. When she, because her career was rising so much, actually, she was getting a lot of film opportunities. She was getting opportunities to work with people like Al Pacino. Like wow. things were kind of coming, and she kept saying, "No, no, no." The time I was right. Kevin Costner produced this film, mm-hmm. so this was he produced this film. He had a big say in the soundtrack. He was the one y'all that brought her. I will always love you. That was his suggestion. Bittersweet yeah. memory. That is all I'm taking with me. So goodbye. Please don't cry. We both know I'm not what you you need. And I also very weird to me yeah that this was the thing that he really wanted to do and then he brings well it was originally he brings his it was originally a property juice, from the drinking from the 70s for steve mcqueen and diana ross mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then what was the song they were going to do before i will always love you what becomes of the brokenhearted oh yeah but they then they found out that actually that was going to be used for fried green tomatoes Uh-oh, we gotta do that that could also oh. be a book club i read that book it's so good i've never also, read it that author um is gay oh that's cool she was on like matchmaker forever and i started really getting into reading about her fanny flag it was like my mom's favorite fucking artist mm. and she's just she was a straight up lesbo 
Fried green. That was the same year. Fried green tomatoes, wasn't it? Uh huh. So they didn't. So they didn't get that song, and that's when um, Kevin Costner was like, "Hey, yo, listen to this version of I Will Always Love You that Linda Ronstadt sang." Right. And then after they listen to that, they get the rights from Dolly, and Dolly hears that that's what Costner's played for Whitney, and she sends over the last verse, which wasn't included in Ronstadt's version. And Dolly wanted it included in this, and it was. It makes sense. Like, kind of makes it. Into- like treats you kind. And I hope you have all you dreamed of. And I wish you joy and happiness. But above all this, I wish you. Makes it makes so much sense, and then you have all of these amazing people collaborating to make what is the biggest pop hit of all time. The um, the studio was straight up like, "Yo, we don't want her to start an, an acapella because they're like, that's not a hit. That's not like what hits are doing." Right, and they forced it on that. I mean, I think obviously so many good decisions. Okay. Um, anyway, so they do... Okay, so after he saves her from the thing, they go on this date that we were telling you all about, and then he takes her to his basement of his house. I don't know why, except that he has a samurai sword. That if you throw a, if you throw a silk scarf up in the air... It will just And if it lands on it... What does it... What is, can you tell me what that metaphor was for? I don't what know What does that it, mean to you? Sharp sword. Uh-huh. That she was walking on the knife's <laughs> edge... <laughs> Oh, you're trying to get that hurt that he's the sword and she's the fragile claw. I don't know, but it's a a long ass shot. It was a shot. It was, he was showing like, I'm, I have a lot of dangerous stuff in my (laughs) (laughs) head. And like, because how sharp is, does a knife have to be? How sharp does a blade have to be? Like, but then again, then we see, then we see the samurai sword again, and like she's done throwing her panties all over it, and it wasn't sliced through. But I was like, if this oh yeah, and then they wake up there. after they've had sex, and her panties are all over that samurai <laughs> all sword. Over that samurai it was sword. like a metaphor they were following, but not cut, through, but not cut. Because it doesn't it like if anything just lands on that blade, <sighs> slice. Not that Rachel Marin underwire, babe. We don't really see him do. I don't know. We don't. <laughs> we don't see so. Uh, we and don't they, see so much. We don't know. And then they break up so the much. next morning because he's like, I can't. Can't do this. I just have to be your bodyguard. And yeah. she's like, fuck you, farmer. And they have this weird breakup What's scene. going on, Frank? I want to keep it straight in my head what job I'm doing. And what is that exactly? Making me feel like shit? No. I'm sorry. This is my fault. Don't apologize, for God's sake. I mean, just tell me what I did. I'm a big girl. You didn't do anything. It was me. I got involved with my client. Your client? I made a mistake. Your client? So you're not attracted to your client anymore? Oh, Christ, I told you why. I, I can't I can't protect you like this. So that's it for me? That's it? Yeah. Well, I don't believe it. Well, you can live with it or you can fire me. But I can't fuck you. But also, fuck you, farmer. Like, fuck you. Yeah, just can you don't wait sleep a with day? Your, don't sleep with your boss. Yeah, wait a day, but also don't sleep with your boss right away, bro. Yeah, seriously. Like, don't... But but we we forgot to see that Rachel does ask him out on the date. She she is like, do you want to take me out on a date? Yeah. So she, she is, she's she's the aggressor. It. She's the aggressor. It's a little sexual workplace harassment. Yeah, it's all wrong. 
Yeah. It definitely. does actually, the bodyguard is all kinds of wrong. But then, but then Rachel Marin wins us back to her because she's doing a huge benefit for AIDS. I know. Nick and I started kicking it in the air. That kind of got us up. We were like, yay, she loves gays. It's like 92 and Rachel yeah. Marin is an AIDS activist. She's doing which two I'm nights. Therefore, two nights for AIDS mm-hmm. in Miami. She never says anything about it. At no, all. but the word AIDS is on the poster. Sure is, and they they show it. And so, this is also where it. she sings my favorite song from the soundtrack. I have nothing. This is my lip sync for your life song. When I have had too much to drink and it's my birthday, someone else's birthday, I did it at my one of my best friend Lucy Owen's bachelorette parties, which is a lip sync for your life of I Have Nothing in which I open and close any door that is visible. I was like, really? I was thinking about saying that, but I was like, I'm not going to say that yet. When I would get really drunk, I would like stand in, in literally in a doorway. Uh-huh. Don't make me close and it. And perform the life out of it. Mm-hmm. Like I can perform. I know that everyone's like, what's your karaoke song? Catch this. I'm not that great a singer. Oh, oh yeah. I was going to say, I can't sing But I can lip sync the house down on this song. I did it this year for my birthday, which was at Julius. And our battling, one of, oh, lots of our battle angels were there. But our, one of our chief battle angels, Carmen Zillis, was there. And she definitely took a video that she then sent me the next day. I was like, please destroy this immediately. <laughs> yeah, because it's beautiful. just me going in and out of the Julius bathroom like seven times. As beautiful as you feel. <laughs> as beautiful and as moving as you think. Because that song is... Now that that song, that is everything. Everything. I mean, it, it, the, it's built in that. It's message. It's, it's a devastating performance. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah... Uh,
people who say that Whitney Houston doesn't have emotion, oh. how can you not hear it? Who says that? Vibrating on every level. Oh. I, think, I think people have accused Whitney Houston of being technical. Right. And, and, and people really came for her for her pop choices. But it's like what they're taking away is like, yeah, but like she fucking sings through everything. Yeah. With excitement, joy, and this one's so just much. openness. Yes. Clarity. Probably maybe the best her voice has ever sounded to me for me. Mm-hmm. I think the best track that like just like always is shivers, mm-hmm. like a full body shiver. Yeah. Fuck, I love that song. I mean that and Miracle from the B side <laughs> of I'm Your Baby Tonight. But whatever. Um so then like I forget what happens. It's a dream. Pressure is mounting. All I know is they then are like, this is too much. There's too many threats for her life. Oh, Whitney has tries to almost have sex with a creepy dude. More on him later in Miami to try to get back at Frank Farmer. But then... Random. Random. At the AIDS benefit. At the AIDS random. benefit. She's like, maybe, maybe I'll, maybe maybe she I'll get some AIDS. Yeah, that's why she stopped. Right. She was like, wait, hold on. I don't want to get AIDS. Hold on, I forgot. You're random. AIDS are all over. (laughs) I'm in an AIDS benefit right now. AIDS are everywhere. You're random. You're random. (laughs) But then the pressure is mounting. More threats come in. And Frank Farmer's like, you know what? I'm going to take you to my dad's cabin in the woods so you can watch us play chess. And this proves to be too much for who? You. Whitney's sister. Oh, also you. I also feel like this me. was when this you is my started point. losing it a little bit. You were like, especially with the chess, because as if these people are families, we don't even, again, we don't know that, we don't know so much as about what's going this on. very famous woman and her family want to sit around and watch these two old white men play chess. Like, that's fun for yeah, anybody. Yeah, like, it's like, and also, again, Like, look what we can do. No, ch- that's not fun. Also, they hey, just if met- you're white and you think your guests want to watch you play chess... It's not true. Also, again, they just met. And then two, Frank, aren't you supposed to be protecting her? Where's the security? Farmer. Where's actually the security? It's your old daddy poo and you in like a, 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 like a completely... Totally new environment. T- totally new environment. Totally open to all kinds of shit. Well, it turns out horniness runs in the family. Because oh, yeah. Sister friend? Sister friend, even though she sings a beautiful rendition of Jesus Loves Me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. For the Bible tells me so. <laughs> she, <laughs> then the farmer's dad is like, I haven't heard someone sing church in the middle of the week in a long time. And I was like, did he? Who, I don't he remember. Talks like that. Yeah, he says that. And I was like, who? But why does? But like what's that? her problem? Other than being horny for Frank, I'm she wants to know she's overshadowed by her sister. Oh yeah. Jesus loves me. Oh yes, he does. For the Bible tells me so. They already kind of foreshadowed that because I guess she has some kind of like tiny closet room where she does her dances and aerobics and she has hung up all of her very low achievement achievements on a wall. It's my personal place. I'm the only one who works out around here. Oh, my own ego wall. No platinum records. 
It's very awkward. I'm like, you're an awkward person, but beautiful. I really love... Oh, the styling on this, y'all. We haven't talked about the this. The styling like, is everything. What they do with Whitney, like her hair is kind of in this um, Elizabeth Taylor. Very Elizabeth bob. Taylor bob. And she's wearing like real... like. Always some kind of like '90s fitted black thing, but then with like um, a wrap, a wrap, like a, a scarf, scarf, wrap, wrap, pashminas. Yep. Oh, the earring game in this on everyone's wow. game is like chandelier stun guns. We'll try to put some earrings up, some bodyguard earrings up on our stories today. <laughs> yeah, the earrings. Yeah, the 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 look is very glam on this. I do understand how a lot of people really feel like old Hollywood glam because it is, you know. She brings, she brings it. She brings it. She brings it. Okay. And the sister is, you know, she's been in the shadows too long, so she then tries <laughs> to fuck Kevin Costner, and Kevin Costner's like, You're a lovely woman. But you don't want me. I'm surprised, thorough fellow like yourself. Why stop at one sister when you could have fucked them both? I make my mistakes. But you didn't say no to the boss. The next night she gets drunk. Did she say something like two sisters, the price of one? And I was like, that doesn't make sense. What's the price? Why is it one price? Paid anything? Oh, his his fee is three thousand dollars a week, though. No, she tearfully confesses over a bottle of scotch that she she made an oopsie. She made an oopsie. She went to a bar in East LA where you. This is where you go. You guys go get an Uber, go to Silver Lake, and you're gonna be able to find. That's right, a hitman for your sister. I went to, How? I went to a bar in East LA. I asked around. And there was this guy. Name. Armando. Armando. He arranged it. That's all I know. It's all paid for. Is it all paid for? And then some. Okay, till it's done. He keeps going until he kills her? Yeah. Yes. What's the name of the bar? I'm not sure. I was very stoned. How about the letters? (laughs) The letters came first. I don't know who's writing the letters. They're reading my mind. Those are my thoughts. I hate her. It made me think I could do it. But I would never hurt the baby. I would never hurt Fletcher. I know. I had completely forgotten that she had ordered the hit out on her sister. I knew it. Because Nick kept being like, she's a red herring. And I kept kept just saying, which I don't know is the right term. I was saying, finally I said to you, no, she's... She's the herring. Like, <laughs> she's the thing that's causing... It's not a red herring. She's the herring. She's the herring. But somehow, the killer gets into the house, shoots his employer, the sister. By accident. Is like, it an accident? Well, because remember, because she goes, it's not me. She's like, it's not me. Like, I'm not Rachel. Right. And he just... He shoots her anyway. Which, oh, maybe because she knows at too farmer's much. Ho- at Farmer's House? But this is the weird thing. She hired the one assassin that even if you say don't do it or you try to call it off, it's done. He's done the assassin's blood oath. Well, this is, yeah, that's so why I told you about this. There's the Assassin's Creed, okay? <laughs> I, I watched the movie Assassin's okay? Creed. Okay, and the Assassin's, the assassin's, assassin's <laughs> Pledge. I come from a line of family of assassins. I am the first in the generation to not kill people. Um... And so I know this is that if you make a, it's 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 honor. It's assassin's honor. If you promise to kill someone, even if you kill mm-hmm. that person, you promised you were who you were going to kill. You then you keep go, going. You have to keep baby. going. 
Because they never clear that up, right? The, red, really, herring, we were the just... red herring really is the scary stalker who did the jizz on the bed and the special notes, played by Glenn, Glenn Close in this movie. And he, like, for real, it's like, it's it's like Buffalo Close. Bill realness. Mm-hmm. It's like... Glenn Close as Alfred Nobbs as Buffalo Bill I can in do a blonde fright wig. Can you do his He talking? was so scary. He's like, he calls, he's like, he calls and Whitney answers <laughs> the phone and he's like, Mommy? Baby, is that you? No. 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 Yeah. Whatever. Nick just put in a clip that's better than that. No, whatever. That would I think what do you mean what better than that? We're doing better than that. Because what happens next? Okay, we gotta wrap this up because this movie is too crazy and long. What happens next is she gets nominated for an Oscar. She goes to the Oscars wearing the wildest skirt, y'all, with this big knot right oh, in her and crotch. This is Nick and I's favorite thing. He gives her even though he's basically like four feet away from her ass at all minutes, he still gives her this pin that he it's literally a cross just, pin. That he literally it's like here, I'll wear this at all times. And he just puts it like on whatever lapel they do she it has with on. A, they do it with an insert shot and you can tell they're like, No, we'll just get an insert later. And they literally like lay a piece of cloth on a table and like lay the pin down. You're like Wow, that's amazing how that is a magnet that sticks to fabric. Yeah, Nick and that's Nick and I's fantasy. Is that it's a it's a it's um, a cloth magnet. Cloth magnet. Mm-hmm. We're starting a new thing. But it has Find a little, us. it has a little button. Find us on Etsy. We're gonna sell all of our cloth magnets so you can call your bodyguard. <laughs> magnet that is a t- just attaches to fabric. But you press a button and it calls Farmer to you. Even though Farmer from is four feet away. From four, already four feet away. I want you to keep this. It's beautiful. It's fitted with a radio transmitter when you when you close the clasp, it sends a signal. So if there's ever a problem, we're separated. Just press it and I'll know you need me. But she goes, she goes because she's nominated for Best Actress for the film Queen of the Night. And I just, one of my favorite things in movies with fake Oscars is the names of the other fake movies at the Oscars. So these are the other films nominated this year in the 1992 Academy Awards fake on The Bodyguard. So you've got Queen of the Night. The other nominees are Hot and Cold. The Dining Room Table, Out of the Gloom, and South of Waco. <laughs> Those oh. are the names of the other fucking movies. Oh, oh, and who's at the Oscars, bitch? <laughs> Debbie, Debbie Reynolds. motherfucking Reynolds as herself. And she only has one line, and it's when, like, cause Rachel's fucking up, because she's like, I'm panicking, farmer! Like, I'm, 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 I'm in... She's like, farmer, let me be free. Farmer, where are you? Save me. Save me! She's like, fuck you, farmer! She's also like, I'm at the fucking Oscars, I'm gonna die! So she's freaking out, and, like, she has to run off stage, because she's, like, having a panic attack, and all you... And then it's just a, ta- a random just random take cut away to Debbie Reynolds. Reynolds I always said she was nuts. It's like the, the most. I mean, but Debbie Mama Reynolds make that money. Yeah, get oh, that yeah. cameo money in in the big. I mean, she got loads of residuals from that. That would be a real fun six degrees. Is remembering that Debbie Reynolds was in the bodyguard. That's a perfect shortcut yeah. for when you're trying to. Also, <laughs> Richard Schiff as just like the like has a cameo as like someone who works at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Another great shortcut for your next six degrees of Kevin Bacon party. Thank we you. know you're all still throwing them. Um, so yeah, so she's at the Oscars. She fucking wins. And the guy who she almost got AIDS from in Miami turns out to be the assassin. And he shoots at her with a camcorder style gun because he's taken an assassin's creed. And even though the woman who would have presumably paid him is dead... We don't know that he's gonna thing. follow it through. He's gonna follow it through. Listen, send us your fucking theories on that. But what happens? So he goes to shoot her, and Far- well, Farmer jumps in the way, 
And takes the bullet. Takes the bullet and then shoots him. And then there's actually kind of a cool scene where that camcorder gun explodes and kind of breaks open his face. Yeah, I always loved that, that I part. Like, it was very it was very Terminator 2. Yeah, more of that. <laughs> more violence. Any more of that, actually, because large stretch swaths of this film are nothing. so bored for two nothing. hours and ten yeah. minutes. There's a lot of nothing. We're almost as bored as all of you are listening to us talk about <laughs> it. But um, he dies... And then, of course, we go to the epic fucking scene on the tarmac. Yeah, so, well, Farmer doesn't die. Farmer gets shot, and then she's like, Farmer, like, hires an old, like, a much older bodyguard. Uh Uh-huh. And he's like, how do you like the new guy? And she's like, he has white hair, Farmer. I can't fuck him. (laughs) Because she's still thirsty as fuck. Yeah, he's like, like, well, like, yeah, I can't, you know, be too careful around you. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) Although she's in... She is looking to y'all. I God, her looks are so gorgeous and iconic. She's, she's looking so good she has in that this scarf with those. We didn't even talk about her glasses. one hair where she has the crimp. Oh yeah, she cr- yeah she crimps for um, Queen of the Night. Queen of the Night, she don't gets she? Queen of the Crimp. Yeah, she gets crimps. <laughs> I live, live, live for Whitney's looks. Like yes, um, um, but yeah, no. She has this head wrap in this and these great sunglasses, and she's like, "Bye, farmer. I'll see you later." And then she gets on that plane. Mm-mm. And then she has to tell that plane to slow the fuck down. Stop the plane. Stop your stop your jet because, propelling engines. Because right I have now. an urge to run across this tarmac and give this man a closed Ooh. mouth. This is what we're calling it. A fucking closed mouth smoosh. smoosh. It's because a they smoosh. literally just fucking put their lips together, do not open those mouths, and just move those skulls around in a circle. Okay, so do you know when you're like a kid and you're playing with Barbie and Ken, and you're like, <laughs> Barbie and Ken, and then you just kind of bang smoosh their heads, smoosh them. You just smoosh them. You smoosh them. You just bang their mouths together. I mean, they... They do not, we're not lying, y'all. It's like... They do not want to use those tongues. It's like lips moving around cheek and nose and like chin, but never. But it doesn't matter because that fucking song is playing and we're at the bridge at that point and it's over. You have no more emotions (laughs) left. You're like crying. You're so moved by this song. You're so happy the credits are rolling. (laughs) so obsessed this has been my tea forever everyone is so obsessed with like people writing their own material 
and oh my gosh, they have writing credits on this. And like, look, like that's really cool. There's so many great songwriters in this world. There's so many great mm-hmm. songs waiting for interpretations. And when you get when you get Dolly Parton's beautiful melancholy lyrics about loving someone but leaving. Mm-hmm. The song's called I Will Always Love You. It's actually a goodbye song. Yeah. She's leaving. She's saying, but I will always love you, but bye. And I also... I wish you joy and happiness. <laughs> yeah. But above all this, this. I wish you love. I'm gonna wish but you like, love. I like, wish you well. Like, I can release you. I can let you go. Yeah. Like, it doesn't, just because I'm leaving doesn't mean I don't love you. And so when you combine those kinds of lyrics with Whitney's interpretation, it's, it's magic. It's that rare kind of magic. And I just, I kind of would, I want more leaps of people to do that, to just kind of reclaim songs and find like the most special interpretations. And I'm not just talking about basic covers. It's like this, no one considered this a great, 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 great song. People liked this song. A lot of people had covered this song. Right. But, um, and like, you know, Dolly Parton always says that kind of corny line, right? About how like rich she she got. Yeah, well, it's also when she was on David Letterman, I think it was a David Letterman, he asked her who in her career she would like to thank. And she said, Whitney Houston for helping me retire. Yeah, yeah. Even though that's a complete bullshit because she never retired. Yeah, she's never retired. That, that's a workhorse. So, but then it also goes on to like farmer, like goes yeah, to bodyguard someone else in a church, and the last shot of the movie is actually Kevin Costner standing behind someone praying, like an old priest. Yeah, it's like an add-on that's like, uh, and then it's like, let's freeze there. That's our image for the credits roll. It's bizarre. Oh yeah, do we also Rachel wait you told you said Rachel won the Oscar, right? Yeah, that's okay, yeah. On her way up that. to get her fucking Oscar, she gets fucking shot yeah. at. Yeah, and then yeah, and then I guess maybe because Kevin Costner produced it, he's like, listen, maybe there's part two coming. Maybe there's part two coming because the one because Glenn Close as Alfred Nobbs is still on the loose mm-hmm. trying to get Rachel. He is still on the yeah, loose. Yeah, because when they load Farmer into the fucking Yeah. And I think they load Rachel into the hospital. Yeah, because she's like, it's not my blood, it's not the farmer, farmer! Help me, farmer! <laughs> But he, the creepy blonde guy who like heavy breathes and jerks off on her bed, is like still lurking. Yeah, maybe they're trying to set up a sequel. Maybe he's gonna become obsessed with a priest. Have you listened to the Bodyguard the musical? No, because no, I didn't because I just wasn't interested. Because right, they didn't retain any. Did they retain the songs? Yeah. Oh, so it was it was. Sister, yeah. I remember when they did this with Sister Act, and I was like, boosh, I don't care. Like none of the songs are in Sister Act. One of my. So be- I thought it was this one too. One of my best friends, Stacy is obsessed with the bodyguard. She's going to be so angry that we're reading this movie. But she like went on one of the worst dates of her life to like go to London to visit this guy and the only good part about it was he took her to see the bodyguard the musical. Mm. And I was like how was it? She was like it was the single greatest night of my entire life. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking Heather Headley. Of course it's going to be. Oh, um, we do a Heather Headley. I know Heather Headley. Does anyone know a Heather Headley stan? Fucking tweet yeah. at us that Heather Headley stan. But anyway, that is the fucking movie of The Bodyguard. It's our iconic Whitney. Whitney didn't. Um, I I could pretty much be safe to say that I don't think we're going to do any other in any point of her films. I mean, waiting to exhale. Well, we might no waiting to exhale. We're not going to do because I don't have good. a good thing to say. But <laughs> and then the and preacher's we, wife. No, we're going to do Cinderella. Of course, we're going to do. Cinderella. Oh yeah, I mean yes. Okay, so and for we, and Disney Nick Plus, that's best... for Disney Plus, sorry, soapbox section Go. for Disney Plus to fucking exist and not release 
Cinderella starring Brandy and Nippy Sick. Houston and, and Bernadette Peters and Dame Whoopi Ann Goldberg. How dare you, Disney Plus? How fucking dare you? I pay $6 a month, not just to watch The Rescuers Down Under, but to also watch fucking Cinderella every fucking week. Friggin' bibbity boppity boo That is her best role. Fucking A. Because the world best. is full of zanies and fools. Mm, I'll go fucking out with that. I mean, we talk about that in our Whitney. We did a full Whitney episode. It was our third or fourth episode, second, third, fourth episode, something like that, with Cord Tuttle. Go back and download that shit and share it on social media. But she didn't have much of a film, much of a film career. Actually, she was in a movie that I didn't see um, a couple of years ago, or, or like you know, I think in two thousand eight was one of the last. Oh, ones. with she Jordan, Jordan Sparks. Sparks. Yeah, Sparkle. Sparkle. I didn't see that, but I don't think it's supposed to be that terrible. But she didn't, like I said, she wasn't really prolific in the films. This was her first one. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, we know I mean, there's Preacher's Wife, which is actually, I think, my favorite. Yeah, I think I would, that could be a good Christmas thing we could do. It's a Christmas movie. I Um, love that song. I remember I told you the hot tea on Step by Step, so we could get into that. Oh, you know I love that. Okay, wait, let's do a quick game called Other Celebrities Who Had Stalkers Like Rachel Maron. Should we? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a couple of these, but I, I'm fully lifting this from MTV.com UK, where they just have blurbs of stalkers. Thank you, MTV.com.uk. Um, it, it, it was written by Caroline Ferguson in January 24th, 2017. So I'm really giving you that all. Okay, so Caroline I, Ferguson, thank Caroline you, girl. Ferguson, these are my words. One of the stalkers was Beyonce. It was uh, this guy named Bassie Essen, who believed in a theory that Beyonce had actually died. Years ago, and mm. was replaced with an imposter. He sent mm. the singer loads of threatening letters and a book of religious ramblings he's written. What? She eventually won an anti-harassment order against him in 2011. Yeah, when we were looking very lightly into these stalkers, because it's obviously creepy and disturbing, a lot of it is really based in religious... Like, a lot of it is connected to the re- religious delu- delusions. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them fully believe that it's God that has brought them to this person, mm. and, that, and a lot of the messages... They would say, are God. This There's this Selena Gomez one. This is a God one. Her soccer was Thomas Brodnicki. And he said he had had over 50 conversations with God a day hmm. about killing her. Fuck. He also insisted... then And then because of that, he made it very clear that he needed a restraining order against him. So he encouraged a restraining order because otherwise, if he hadn't that restraining order, he might need to follow through with his plans. And Selena was like, yo. I'm happy to provide you with a restraining order. You know what, Um, babe? Absolutely. sure. Selena Gomez, stay safe. Beyonce, stay safe. Who else? You know, David Letterman had that crazy stalker who actually like went into his house, stole his car, was driving it around, got stopped by the police, claimed that she was his wife... And they were like, oh, we're so sorry, Mrs. Letterman. Drove the car back in, parked it, and left. Well, remember Keanu Reese had that woman that was like swim around in his pool and take a shower. And like he came home and she was naked in his bed. So scary. And so he just had to like walk to another place. Fan- but this is like the mansion. scariest part of fandom. This is when fandom goes really, really, really wrong. Um, okay, this is our Ariana Grande. Oh, Ariana. And her soccer was named Timothy. I'm totally not doing names right, but y'all, if you even listen to this episode, you're going to know. That that's not that's not one of my fortes. Timothy Normandin uh, sent gifts and messages to Ari, including a pumpkin, a bracelet, dog and cat calendars, and and not one, not two, but eight Yankee candles. Eight 
Yankee Candlestick. You guys, this is also exactly what it's like to be Jason's friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. exactly what he would send you as yeah, a Yeah, I was going to say, that's what, I, that, yeah, yeah, like to be on the receiving end of my friendship. <laughs> yes. It's like, hey, so just be prepared for a very heavy box. It's eight Yankee Candles. <laughs> they're all birthday cake flavored. Yeah, they're all birthday cake flavored and one pumpkin spice. <laughs> one pumpkin spice, but that to me is also all seasons. I don't prescribe to just pumpkin spice during October. Um... He wrote a poem on his personal Facebook asking if she would consider him more than dirt if things were different. He tried to crash her record Christmas party before being ordered to stay away from the singer and to be treated for delusional disorder. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad he got treatment. Else. Fandom can go really wrong, and we hope that all of you battle angels like <laughs> stay on top of your mental health. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because no. I know that we're a crazy fan cast, and like we're nuts, but we definitely have never gone to clean Bette Midler's house, and nor, never will. Nor we want to. And also, I think like as much as we I don't even have time to clean my fucking house. Oh, um, as much as we love divas, you know, we also know that they're just fucking human. They're not like immortal gods, you know that like. Speak to us on another plane. Divas are just like us. Divas are just like us. So leave them alone. <laughs> leave Rachel Marin alone. Leave Rachel Maddow alone. Leave Rachel Maddow alone. Leave Rachel getting married alone. Leave Debbie Reynolds alone. <laughs> well, I guess. Um, Debbie, mm. pour one out for Debbie Reynolds. Yeah, pour, pour one out, out for, for Debbie Carrie Reynolds, Fisher. Because you actually will have to leave her alone. Um, yeah, you so, don't really have a choice, y'all. But yeah, go back. I mean, I... Where do you see this? I can actually, I could see this. This bodyguard, it is slow, but it's like, you know, stay there for the outfits, stay there for Whitney's simmering. I could see this on a Sunday as you're making a stew. I mean, you can definitely do other things have a glass while of you wine. watch this movie. Yeah. You can definitely have it on. It's a puzzle. You could definitely have a puzzle on. You could fucking kill a puzzle on this movie. You could kill a puzzle. You can maybe finish no. a puzzle while watching this movie. It's so fucking long. And and because it's not like you have to... You, it's not like it's asking you it's for not too like much information. Gonna, it's not like you're going to understand the plot. And they don't, they're not asking you to. No. Like you said, we don't really know any backstory to this anyone. Is not, this is not a plot movie. This is not a Palms. No, okay? this is, no, no, no. This is not no. a, no, a Palms. This is, is not a, a Diane's Palms Diane. is like... Yeah, it's like you're going up a dark hill and... <laughs> And, it, and then it diverts, and you don't know where you are, but it's, it's you know, it's a David Lynch film. That's what Palms is. This isn't that. This is just a little this more simple. That. This is something else. Um. Oh, okay. Thanks for staying with us. Thanks for staying with our first episode. Um, coming, out of the, coming out of the gates strong with a, you know, conflicted nostalgia watch of a beloved movie a beloved a, property a diva artifact a diva artif- artifact I mean yeah we're always going to cherish the, the soundtrack and the songs that came after that and and we're starting it's, we're coming at you now every week babes we're coming we're going to be here every week with so many divas that we haven't touched yet yeah yeah brand new divas brand new episodes really old movies really yeah really old movies Write us. Tell us about any suggestions. Hey, we're always looking, always looking for, for stands. stands. So yes. if you aren't one and you know one, send them our way. That's how we get them. We love them so much. We love, we love, uh, we love stands. We love fans. Um, yeah, and and help us be the I Will Always Love You of podcasts and fucking smash that download button. Smoosh, smoosh. Smoosh it. Fucking smoosh it. Smoosh, smoosh. an iconic review. Send Just, us pictures. No, I don't. Send us pictures of you smooshing. Yeah, smoosh yeah. with someone and send smoosh. and tag us and put it in your Instagram story and tag us. 
just like smoosh. You don't even have to have someone. You could do it. That's a cool thing about smooshing. You could do it with a mug. Or, or with your hand. I feel like, you know how like when people mm-hmm. would do like, this is how you kiss with your hand. It's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you could do that. You That's do it with smoosh. your troll dolls. Yes. You could do it with one of Jason's troll dolls. And I was like, yeah, so you referring to my room again. <laughs> it's good. I mean, good. I Thanks. feel like those, do- those dolls represent every woman. And who's All, every woman? Um, Whitney. Whitney and she Shaka. She sure does every and woman. Oprah. She doesn't do every woman on the... In the movie, but she fucking sl- puts that slays that shit on the soundtrack. Yeah, I love I, that's so audacious too. I was like, okay, yeah, just let's just throw it on. Whitney there. can do anything. Oh. She can do anything. We I miss love you. her so much. We miss you, Whitney. We love I you. I miss you so much, Whitney. And I just again, like we said, a chords album. You know, you <laughs> you light up our lives. Um, we didn't deserve you. You were too good for us in this terrible world. Absolutely, but I'm so glad that we get to still have we get to still have you in our lives, and we get to and we get to pay four dollars to watch this you. movie every yeah. twenty years. Yep. Um, love you, battle angels. Love you, lo- love you, babies. We'll talk. We'll to, see. We'll, we'll be back soon. next week, Tuesdays. Yep. Tuesdays. T- Tuesdays at nine. No, just, <laughs> Tuesdays at what? At anytime Whatever you time want. you listen to. Yeah. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> credit card bill.